I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. Welcome to the Rebel Wellness Podcast, where we embrace a holistic approach to personal health and empower women to break free from the noise of today's diet culture. I'm your host, Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey to becoming healthier, stronger, and more resilient. If you are somebody who is tired of feeling bombarded with unrealistic body standards and conflicting health advice, you're ready to rebel against a one-size-fits-all approach to wellness and create a lifestyle that truly works for you, you've come to the right place. Rebel Wellness is rooted in the belief that true wellness goes beyond just diet and exercise. It's about nurturing our minds, bodies, and souls in a way that aligns with our unique needs and values. So with all that said... A big hello if you're brand new here, welcome to the show, and if you are a ride or die, you've been here many episodes, hello again, I am so glad you continue to show up and listen and learn and hopefully share. Everything in these podcasts kind of can touch people in different ways, that's what I try to structure these topics about, and I'm really trying to continue a growth mindset topic for this month. But in the continuing months, we are looking for a lot more conversations, deep diving into a lot of these hot button topics that are just all over TikTok, all over Instagram, you know, all those things. And so I would love it if you guys shared any of these podcasts with somebody you think could really, truly get something out of them as well, or learn something. Feel free to come join us on the community at Rebel Wellness Podcast on Instagram. and. If you also would like to connect with me, Coach Kales, I am at Coached by Kales, also on Instagram. And as always, make sure you say hello or throw a little heart on any of the most recent posts or anything that reaches you in a uh, special way. Okay, so for today's episode, we're going to simmer a little bit deeper into last week's topic. Last week, if you missed that one, pause this, go listen to that. That's a awesome, awesome podcast. Um, Not to toot my own horn, but more so just because it's a really important kind of segue into today's topic. It's all about a growth mindset around your body changing at any capacity, but today more specifically gaining body fat. So I would say as a coach who's been in this industry for nearly a decade, honestly, I've been immersed in it for much more than that, obviously, throughout my high school years. So I'd say that would tack on six more years. So about 16 years immersed in this industry. Um, I would say the lesser spoken skill is how to be at peace with gaining body fat for specific health reasons or a specific chapter. And sometimes healing your system for a goal of health recomposition or things like fertility requires gaining body fat. And that's really uncomfortable for a lot of us females, especially because the moment we turn like double digits, we're bombarded with all of this kind of conversations about you need to lose more body fat. Be careful. You're going to get too much body fat and people aren't going to like the way you look or guys aren't going to want you if you have too much body fat. You know, there's so many different things that we hear, even at those really young ages of like 10, 11, 12, that immediately train us to hate everything to do with body fat. And even in an opposite way, like if you were somebody who was like me, who had like extra baby fat, we always call it baby fat, 
kind of like some chib. When you hit kind of puberty age, like that 12, 13, 14 zone, and your hormones, your sex hormones kick in a little stronger and you go through those shifts that bring your cycle, a lot of times our bodies drop certain body fat patterning as in like our little baby belly chub. And then we shift it towards like thigh fat, glute fat, boob fat. And we basically kind of shift into this more womanly feminine physique and people start to compliment that as well. So a lot of the times we get this passive affirmation that losing body fat in certain areas and gaining it in other areas is ideal. And anything straying from that kind of whatever is acceptable zone that we've been learning just from magazine covers, social media, news, all of those things combine to kind of just train us how we should feel about body fat. So if this is something that you're already like, yes, 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 I totally agree. I totally know what you mean. That's what we're talking about today is that sometimes gaining body fat is not always like a death sentence. And it again, like I said in the last episode, is not a marker of your value or worth as a human. Also understand that some people may not resonate with when I say that we kind of equate our body fat percentage to our value as a human, because at first we might think like, there's no way I'm doing that. There's like, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly do that. That doesn't like make sense. But when you really think about it, have you ever had one of those moments where you put on some clothes that used to always fit you and suddenly they don't and you start to immediately feel down on yourself? There was not really a specific reason. I mean, other than maybe you liked those clothing items and you're like, oh man, I don't fit in them anymore. That's one thing. But a lot of the times we kind of just think like, oh my gosh, I'm getting huge. I'm becoming kind of like this worthless blob. And like, you might not actually think that entirely, but the emotional reaction of feeling disappointed in yourself or, okay, I'm starting a diet tomorrow. I don't fit into my old favorite jeans, you know, versus, well, I guess I can't fit those clothes anymore, but this is a different chapter and I feel healthier than ever or something like that. There's a whole bunch of different circumstances that go into how we feel about our body when it's kind of exposed by instances like that, like putting on clothing. That's usually the one I hear the most from most of my friends and even experience myself is like, wow, I didn't even realize like I just have been wearing leggings the last two years and I put jeans on and what I don't fit, you know, (laughs) because I'm used to wearing stretchy pants all the time. Um, Again, there's pros and cons. And the thing that I also want to say is that Throughout these conversations, I'm not saying that you should just let yourself gain a ton of body fat and be okay with it. That's not at all what I'm saying. That's the disclaimer. What I'm saying is for a lot of us, there's a huge spectrum of women that land in a category where they have never experienced gaining body fat within a healthy uh, range of body fat percentages. So sometimes, like I've known many women who've stayed within that 19%, which is really low, by the way, you might not think so. But again, female body fat percentage spectrum is much different than a male. They're completely different for different reasons. So don't measure yourself against your partner or against your brother or against anybody that's a male, because they have a whole different physique for different reasons. They have different hormones for different reasons. With that said, females a lot of the times, those of us who have been leaner for most of their like high school years and early college years, maybe young adulthood, whatever, and you've been in that 19% to like maybe 24% body fat percentage, suddenly you're in your early 30s or so and you want to start having babies. 
the doctor tells you you need to put on more body fat. This is common because body fat is not just annoying blubber that just like hangs on to us. Fat cells are stored energy, yes. However, they also excrete necessary hormones that the female body needs during each phase of your cycle, all the way through like perimenopause and postmenopause. And this is something that a lot of people don't understand. They don't realize that fat cells have a ton of different systems that they support, and they also excrete hormones. So that's why sometimes when you get above that 45% body fat range, depending on your ethnicity, sometimes just 40% and above, you can start to get into a body fat percentage that is too high. And because body fat cells do excrete estrogen, which is beneficial for menopausal women and postmenopausal women, it's problematic for premenopausal women, for those of us who are cycling, because we are creating estrogen through our sex organs at the same time as having too much body fat. So this is where we kind of see this situation very common nowadays. It even happened to me multiple times of estrogen dominance. And that's just kind of a blanket term for a situation where the estrogen in your body is in too far excess comparatively to the progesterone that is supposed to kind of inverse each other. And estrogen interacts with a ton of different hormones in the body. We're not going to get too far into it, but that's sometimes where body fat percentages can get problematic for you. So I want to just kind of say that at first, because it is important to state that I'm not just talking about don't care about what body fat percentage you are. It's more so rework your mindset around understanding what range is healthy for you and being okay with the changes in your physical body that correlate to that body fat percentage. So going back to that fertility conversation, um, I've known many women that have only liked their physique when they're in a very, very low lean percentage. Then when they are looking to have a healthy environment to grow a baby, their body is too stressed. So if you want to think about a concept in almost a uh, black and white term, the lower your body fat percentage is as a female, the more stressed your system is going to be. When you start going below 22% body fat, this is based off of just field experience and um, what I've seen happen for certain clients of, of a multitude of ethnicities. So this is kind of a blanket statement. Again, disclaimer, this is all just from um, my experience as well as many of my practitioner clients' experience with their female clients and such. So with that said, when a female body gets below 22% body fat, it starts to get more and more stressed. This is why you see bodybuilding competitors deal with a multitude of problems as they start going into the tens. So 90%, 18%, 17% and lower. That is a very problematic body fat percentage for females because it starts to shut off other systems in the body because it's far too low for maintenance, as well as it's a hugely stressed environment for being anywhere close to healthy for creating a baby because body fat is necessary to create a healthy little baby human. So even though people can be leaner and have healthy babies, there still might be things that are struggling, such as certain nutrients that are not in a good level for these children. And frankly, we don't, we're not able to study babies, but then we're getting a lot of these babies with different things going on. And it's not a wonder that if the mom was not in her healthiest state, too lean, 
can become a problem. And I don't want to say that in a way to like trigger anybody if that was your experience or whatnot. It's just something to be aware of because scientifically we understand that women who are too lean have the hardest time being fertile, especially if they were too lean for too long. This is why it's a very common issue in the fitness industry because so many women have spent decades or at least a decade very, very lean to achieve a certain physique. And then they have a really hard time trying to get pregnant for years and years thereafter. And so it's not impossible. It's just really hard. So for those of us who's always been in the mid 20s, all the way up to the mid 30s, that's a very healthy body fat percentage. However, it is not the body fat percentage you see on magazines. It's not the body fat percentage you see with these fitspo people, or even just like lifestyle, uh, what do they call it? That girl, quote unquote, (laughs) that girl type physiques. Because again, their physique has nothing to do with health. Their physique is all aesthetic. And that's what a lot of people like to look at visually and chase. But whether or not your heritage or your ethnicity background, as well as your lifestyle supports actually looking like that is a whole different story. So Oftentimes, finding the balance of the body fat percentage that supports the lifestyle you want, but also is healthy for you, you're probably going to land somewhere between 22% body fat all the way up to 36 or 40% body fat. And some people might be like, wow, wow, that's way too high. But they also probably don't spend enough time with other ethnicities that err towards the higher body fat percentage and are completely healthy. So that is something to consider when you're looking at is my current physique healthy? Do you land in that range? Then next, I would say, ask yourself about what symptoms are you experiencing? Because sometimes that's nutritional related, lifestyle related. Are you going to bed too late too frequently? Are you drinking too much? Are you too stressed with work or with your kids? You know, there's a lot of lifestyle factors that might be influencing that more than just your body fat percentage, because we're just trained to think, oh, it's because of my body fat. It's like, it's always because of my body fat. Not always. It has a lot to do with your routine as well as also with the nutrition that you nourish your body with. So evaluate first, like go get an in-body scan or a DEXA scan, a bod pod scan, any type of typically better uh, rated body fat percentage scanning. And then you can just Google around whatever city you're in and like Google DEXA scan or whatnot and go get scanned and find out where your body fat percentage is. And it also is important to kind of look on those and see where most of your body fat is held. If it's around your trunk, your torso, you're probably at a higher risk if it's exceeding that 30, 35% body fat zone. Um, If it's exceeding that and it's all in your belly area, you're going to be at higher risk for different diseases like your heart diseases, um, diabetes, you know, all these different things that we kind of know are linked towards more visceral fat and just more fat in the belly area as well. Oftentimes, I would say that I see a lot of women body fat pattern there when they're high in estrogen, so estrogen dominant, as well as high in stress, so cortisol. High cortisol and high estrogen tend to put a lot of belly fat on. That is something that we are noticing a lot more and more, especially with females in the last several decades, because women carry full-time jobs and raise families and all this stuff all at the same time, which is honestly insane. Like the stuff that females juggle is just 
insane. Um, and I mean, males deal with it too, but not, not quite the same. Only females can really juggle all of that and like keep the ball up in the air, I feel like. Um, but that's probably just my opinion. But I've watched so many of my clients do so many things and then like the male counterparts or just another person in their life just being like completely not able to do everything that they're able to do. So again, it's always person to person. It's not all females, but um, just for general speaking, I have noticed that females tend to be better at doing a lot more at once. However, that does look like now we're seeing a lot more high cortisol, high estrogen, and a lot more belly fat. So if you are somebody that that resonates with, that might be a situation you're in. But again, you're supposed to have some belly fat. Like, That's why a lot of these bodybuilder competitors or athletes lose their cycle when they're that lean because they don't have enough body fat to help with the hormones to create a natural healthy cycle. So there are situations like the female athlete triad or just any type of amenorrhea. Amenorrhea just means that you lose your cycle altogether. That's like the last straw. That's your body being like, we're shutting this whole system off because clearly you are not in a healthy state, aka a stressed state, to have a cycle. You are probably not going to be able to have a baby. Whether or not you really want a baby doesn't matter because like I've talked about in the first three episodes of Rebel Wellness, your cycle is very, very directly correlated to a lot of things in your health. And whether or not you want to have children doesn't make much of a difference because when we're looking at it as kind of a report card of your health, um, you really want to see a nice, healthy cycle. And that can look different for every person. It's not always perfectly 20 to 30 days, but it does look like what are your symptoms? How consistent are you? Are you missing periods, losing periods, having too long periods? You know, all those things really matter because they're telling you direct information about what's going on without it even getting tested. If any of that stuff is not in the normal zone, because normal and common is completely different. Um, It's very common for people to have bad cramps, like horrible debilitating cramps. It is common for that. It is not normal to have debilitating cramps, if that makes sense. So little tangent there, but it's really important to understand that your cycle is always going to be correlated to a healthy body fat percentage pretty much 100% of the time. <laughs> Not pretty much. It is going to be 100% of the time because it's dictated. They're, they're friendies, they're besties. That's like the only thing that is a very known female specific situation. So again, for all of you moms-to-be who are in a very low body fat percentage, you've always been a little miss skinny or whatever, you might want to consider if you're having a hard time conceiving, adding a couple percentages of body fat to your body. And know that it is part of carrying a healthy pregnancy. And that that's also why we put on body fat when we're pregnant. Like it's pretty common for most women to put on like five to 15 extra pounds of body fat during pregnancy because it has a special place. It's not just because you're sitting there eating McDonald's fries for all three trimesters. Like that's usually not the situation. It's just a hormonal shift that happens naturally because it's very helpful to the baby. So do know fat has so many different purposes in the body. And that is one of the major ones that seems to be kind of an issue these days. Um, It was kind of interesting to witness, um, and I'm not going to go too far into it, but from my perspective, hearing the story of like Jennifer Aniston having a really hard time getting pregnant for so long, 
I can imagine from her lifestyle of how skinny she had to be for so long. I mean, you look at her body on Friends. She was definitely in a very low body fat percentage the entire time. That plus how much stress she carries because she's an actress in so many movies. She's a very high demand A-list actress. It's not very surprising to me that she had a very hard time conceiving for so long because I think the situation of her constantly being in this very stressed state, that's what her body reads it as, was not a place for her to ever carry a baby. And it's very heartbreaking to hear that she dealt with something like that. And that's not me saying it in a way that downgrades her experience. It's more of just an understanding that there is so much uh, lack of understanding widespread throughout the general population that body fat percentage is very important for healthy pregnancies. And being in a state where you are just chronically too lean, too low body fat percentage, too stressed is really, it's not a place where a female's body wants to make babies. So that's all we're going to say about this concept within body fat percentages and your body changing. And the other thing with that too comes that your body is going to change during pregnancy because that's just what happens when all those hormones are shifting around in your body. All these systems are changing to create an entire freaking human. Like you're creating a whole human being. Do not stress about how you physically look during this time. Just do the best you can, eat the best you can, try to keep your hydration up, move, definitely keep strength training. If you're somebody who has, if you are not somebody who has, I would definitely hire a trainer or something that has experience with working with um, pregnant women and even just band work. You know, there's so many things that you can do to support your body during its changes during pregnancy, as well as the delivery and then postpartum, because all of these things are influenced by what you do before, during, and after pregnancy. And um, I would say I've seen most of my pregnant clients that I've trained before, during, and after. I've seen them return or move forward into a new chapter of a stronger physique with um, a more ideal body fat percentage postpartum because they stayed strength training during that. And because majority of the time they ate their well-rounded meals, which is something we talk about in my coaching, and all of that kind of contributes to a much healthier postpartum. So it's really important for you to understand that your body composition is going to change, especially when you go through an insane process as creating a human. Okay, and then getting into the last kind of group of people um, to have a little bit of a mindset shift for your body changing is definitely going to be those of you who are shifting into more of a adult chapter in your life. So maybe you just graduated college. Um, maybe you got a brand new job in a career. Maybe some trauma happened and you've been coping and you've been drinking too much red wine. Who knows? Different things will influence your hormones and will influence how your body puts on fat. Sometimes this is okay. Like if you were one of those people, similar to me, who were kind of undernourished and overtrained during their youth, like in high school or college years, early 20s, whatever, then you start to let your body kind of relax a bit. Then you start to give yourself a little more grace with your food. You're gaining maybe 5% body fat compared to where you've always been. You freak out. You're like, I'm just hanging out in the 150s, 160s. I've always been in the 130s or 140s, you know. 
being okay with the fact that maybe where your body is at now, especially if it's not continually climbing, like if you're gaining weight month to month, maybe that's something to evaluate where the lifestyle is going and see what, if something is off or if it's just like, okay, I need to check myself before I wreck myself. Um, But if you're somebody who just suddenly kind of gained like 10 pounds over the matter of half a year or a year, and then you've been coasting in that same new weight, that might be your adult set point for this chapter. That might be where your body is happiest because now it's finally, maybe it's more well-fed. You know, there's a whole lot of different reasons that you might increase in body fat percentage, but it's really important to understand that that's just the new physique you're in and whether or not you can influence it if you want to want to commit to like a strength training routine or a yoga practice or, you know, different things that can shape and quote unquote tone your body into a different look a little bit more. But knowing that you're going to put on some fat around your thighs, it, you create healthier babies when you have more fat. It's actually a scientifically studied thing. You're going to have more fat around your butt. That's pretty common nowadays. People love bigger butts now, you know, people are getting entire surgeries to just have bigger butts. And also sometimes you're getting some back fat, you know, like those are areas that if you look back into um, Michelangelo and all those different sculpturists and such, they have these really healthy feminine physiques that they shaped and sculpted because they thought they were the most beautiful physique because that's a very healthy physique. Nowadays, we have this really unhealthy, very strained looking physique that is like this weird hourglass sculpture that no wonder the Kardashians try so hard and did so many surgeries and pills and things to get, you know, something completely unrealistic and unhealthy. And we should really be focusing into what is my individual body's healthiest look and what is the healthiest thing for my ethnic background? You know, those are questions and things that we should be asking and getting comfortable with so that we can gain some more grace over our physique. Because again, your body fat percentage is not your worth. And understanding that sometimes, like especially all the scales that you see that doctors give you, like, or if you go get your body fat percentage taken and they give you that generic, you're in this percentage percentile range and blah, blah, blah. Oftentimes that's a sales tactic to try to get you to use their fitness systems. So I would say be very careful about what you feed yourself during, uh, mentally feed yourself during a health journey. So whatever part of your journey you're in with your physique, I definitely encourage you to kind of look at it through a different lens and make sure that you give yourself some grace with how your body is changing. And sometimes you might be gaining some body fat and it'll shift around to somewhere else. Like once you get more comfortable in that zone, that is very normal. I have seen that many times. I've even experienced it with my own body. So I hope that today's conversation was really um, insightful for you and helped you gain a little bit more understanding over where you are at physically, mentally, and emotionally, I guess. And I hope that if this was good for you, please share with somebody you think needs to hear this conversation because it's one that I think we should all be having a lot more frequently so that we can get a little more comfortable with the discomfort of our body changing. All right, so please give us a rating if you really enjoyed this. And I would love again for you to come join the community at Rebel Wellness Podcast on Instagram. 
or at Coach by Kales as well on Instagram. And I hope that you come join us next week on Sunday for another episode of Rebel Wellness. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Rebel Wellness. If you loved what you heard and you are ready to take your wellness journey to the next level, follow me on Instagram at Coach by Kales for daily nuggets of health and fitness wisdom. We release new episodes weekly on Sundays, so be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an update. As always, lean into your strength, walk with confidence, and celebrate your nourishment. We'll catch you next Sunday on Rebel Wellness.